Hi, I'm Elise Kennedy. Welcome to Jardin's Startup Tech Series, where we host entrepreneurs, venture funds, and technology companies on trends across the industry. Today, I'm delighted to be joined by Alec Lynch, founder and CEO of Design Crowd. Alec, thank you again for joining us today. So for those who aren't familiar uh, with the company, can you explain a bit more about what it does? Yeah, hi, Elise. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. I hope we still qualify as a startup, even though we were founded uh, over 10 <laughs> years ago. Yeah, so our business is called Design Crowd, and we have basically two parts of the business and two products. So the first half is designcrowd.com, which is a marketplace that helps small businesses from around the world outsource or crowdsource graphic logo and web design from designers around the world the second part of our business is called brand crowd mm -hmm. brandcrowd.com it's a diy design tool it's a design platform that again helps small businesses and entrepreneurs from around the world make designs uh, on their laptops or their mobile phones using templates from our library on brand crowd and tools uh, design tools that let them make a design, whether uh -huh. that be a logo design or something else in a matter of minutes. So we see both these, both our products design focused. They serve two different segments of the market. And we see our brand crowd is serving what we think of as the DIY segment of the design uh -huh. market, people looking to make their own design and design crowd helps people get a custom design. And we think of that segment as the, the do it for you segment. We call it the Diffy segment. So that's <laughs> a part of the market that might be willing to spend a bit more on design, basically wants something done for them by a designer. You're fantastic. What's the revenue model? Is there a difference between the two? Yeah, there is. So we would call Design Crowd a marketplace. It's got a marketplace business model. We charge our customers a fee for listing their projects on Design Crowd, their requests for design. Uh, we take commission from what freelance designers, our sellers, earn through the platform. We have a variety of other add-ons, uh, mm -hmm. fees for making a project private. If people want to request printing, they can pay extra and we'll print their design designs for them if it's a design that needs printing. So yeah, you could think of it like a, a marketplace business model. The take rate on design crowds really healthy, like our margin overall, the take rate's about 55%. So really healthy for kind of a marketplace. Yeah. That's the kind of business model revenue model there. On brand crowd, while it started actually as a marketplace, the designs are sourced from designers around the world on brand crowd. Uh, we actually now you know, acquire those designs up front and a large number of our customers sign up for a subscription offering on BrandCrowd. So we think of BrandCrowd as having a subscription business model and Design Crowd having more of a, a marketplace uh, revenue model. Take rate, if you will, or our kind of gross margin on, mm. uh, on Brand Crowd is much higher. It's above 90%. And that's because over half our revenues there are subscription revenues. And when people, you know, buying something, for example, paying to download a design and mm -hmm one-time fee they're downloading a digital asset that we own most of the time and that's also you know really high margin yeah interesting and then when we think about geographically what is and where is this product yeah sure so both design crowd and brand crowd are, are pretty international in terms of the the customer base so i think on design crowd over 85 percent of our revenue is outside of australia on brand crowd it's over 90 percent the us is our largest market and our largest source of customers and revenue for both products it's over 50 percent 
percent, might even be over 60 percent. Yeah, and, and we consider our kind of core markets where we source most of our customers from as being the US, UK, Canada, and, and Australia. On Brand Crowd, Australia is is would not be our second largest market, but it would be in the top 10. And how do you reach your customers? What is your go-to-market strategy? Yeah, sure. So being based in Australia and being an online business, but with pursuing a global market, by far the, the best way for us to find those customers uh, is through so you know search volumes, people looking for logos online is just massive. And out of the all the different kind of types of design, different needs that businesses have, yeah, we see more people searching for that term, for example, than just about any other type of design. And our flagship product on BrandCrowd is a logo maker and probably half of the customers using Design Crowd are using Design Crowd for a logo as well. And so uh, search becomes really important. So, and there's sort of always two parts to that. We've been really successful organic, you know, search listings. So for example, if you Google cafe logos, you know, anywhere in the world, if you were a cafe starting a, a new bit or cafe owner starting a new business, needed a logo, didn't know where to look and you Googled that. Uh, I think at the moment we're ranked number one in, in Google in most countries for that term and hundreds of other terms. A lot of that, those fantastic rankings are on the brand crowd side. Our brand crowd has about 50,000 different logo templates currently. We think we have built the largest DIY logo library in the world. We'd like to think we've built the best as well. But, <laughs> uh, Google uh, can index that, can crawl it, and uh, basically loves visual content as well as yeah. written content, but it's just indexed all you know our library and our logos in particular, and then serves them up to people who are looking for logos online. The other half of search is obviously paid search, so mm. you know, we invest in that as well. You know, Word of mouth is a great channel for us as well. So uh, I think on Design Crowd, maybe a third of our customers come through Word of mouth. That Design Crowd as a business has... Mm-hmm. been around longer than brand crowd uh, even though brand crowd is now bigger than design crowd but that what that means is we've been able to we've had time to sort of build the brand and word of mouth is is probably part of that we also have some partnerships provide distribution particularly for our brand crowd those partnerships one of them is with, you know, a large US business so that helps us in that market. And yeah, a whole heap of other strategies. We've started advertising on Instagram. We uh, do a lot of content marketing. We do a lot of uh, podcast advertising, actually. You spoke about brand crowd now being bigger. Maybe we can delve into that a little bit more. Can you talk about, you know, really what is new about that and you know, what do you see the future of that business? Yeah, sure. So the design crowd business, I started, you know, 13 years ago. And for the first, you know, eight plus, maybe 10 years of running the business, that was our focus. And Brand Crowd is newer. So we uh, launched our first DIY design tool on Brand Crowd about three years ago. It was in uh, 2018. And initially it was just a logo maker. And we've since been expanding the product offering um, from that initial logo maker product, which remains kind of our, our flagship offering. But it's different in a few ways to Design Crowd. So I mentioned a DIY design offering mm. has a subscription component. And what we learned, you know, over a number of years with operating Design Crowd is that demand in the market for DIY design is massive. It's really growing. We could see that within particular search terms, that demand was there and it was we were unable to capitalize on that demand with our existing 
existing offering in Design Crowd because people yeah. that were using that product were looking for the do it for you yeah. type of design. We could also see broadly a macro trend in design. I would call it DIY design macro trend. So if you look at sort of web design and web development and how that's changed over the last 10 or 20 years, there's been a big flood to people using DIY web design offerings like Wix, Squarespace, GoDaddy have a website builder, WordPress put in that category as well. And we could see that trend happening in every other type of design. A number of reasons consumers that need design work done or need a design love DIY design. So both our products aim to fix a number of problems that businesses historically have had with procuring design. So if you go to a design agency, you know, on the corner, it can be quite expensive. It can be uh, quite a slow process and there's risk involved because you don't know if they'll do a good job. Design Crowd aims to fix those problems. So it's typically cheaper. It's pretty fast. So if you post a project this afternoon, you'll get first designs by this evening. And because we have almost 1 million designers on Design Crowd, we and you can have multiple designers on a single project, we try and eliminate that risk. Brand Crowd and DIY design tools go a step further. So it only takes a few minutes to get your design. So it's even faster again. It's cheaper again. You see what you're going to get before you have to pay because you get to make the design and then you can pay and download if you're happy. So, you know, it's really risk-free in that way. So hopefully that explains. Yeah, very much so. I do remember coding back in uh, school and how long it would take to just change the color of a page. So it definitely sounds a lot easier than when I was doing it over the years ago. Um, I'm curious, you talked about the, the couple of million dollar, you know, network effect you essentially have and have built over the years. I'm curious about the competitive landscape. Who are your competitors and how do you see yourself as differentiated? Yeah, so we have a range of competitors that are slightly different, Mm -hmm. the design crowd and brand crowd. So firstly, I'd say, you know, in the the global design market, there would definitely be a lot of individual designers and and studios. So it's it's very fragmented in that way, Mm -hmm. the market. And to an extent, we're kind of consolidating demand that has historically been completely fragmented. So we do have some competition with those sort of designers. Then we would have, there would be other marketplaces that certainly on the design crowd front, we would compete with. Some of those would be, you know, broader marketplaces. Fiverr in the US, for example, we would consider them an indirect competitor. They're quite broad in their categories. Um, And then there are sort of design marketplace competitors as well. On the brand crowd front, there are other DIY design offerings. Again, there are broader ones that we don't consider direct competitors, but you know, they would have, there would be some overlap between what we offer and and what they offer. And then, yeah, there are some specific direct competitors that we would see as having DIY design tools in terms of our, how we're different. So firstly, design crowd has one of the largest communities of designers available. As I said, we were at over 900,000 registered designers approaching a million. And yeah, the, the benefits of using Design Crowd are, you know, speed and cost. So it's cheaper and faster. But if you post a project on Design Crowd, you can get 10, 20, even 100 different designs from designers yeah. around the world because the, the model we use there is crowdsourcing. So for design, we think that's a better way to get design work done. We get our, we're getting our designers to compete on creativity than cost. And I would say getting people to compete on cost cost is kind of the specialization of many other outsourcing marketplaces, whereas Mm. our approach is 
we get designers to it's fixed price. We get the designers to compete on, on creativity, which we think gets a better outcome for businesses that need design done. So that, that's kind of the key differentiator of design crowd, number of designers, and you, you can get lots of different designs. And we think that gets a more creative result for customers on brand crowd. Really library is our key differentiator. So I mentioned we have over 50,000 logos on brand crowd. Those logos are unique to brand crowd. Uh, we've sourced them from designers around the world. We curate them heavily. And we, we believe we have our largest DIY logo library in the world. We have a number of other offerings on our brand crowd. So our subscription offering in particular gives customers access to other design tools and libraries, including a business card design tool and library, Facebook, Instagram design tools and libraries. Uh, we have another 30,000 templates. Uh, a lot of them are actually business card templates so our business card maker has over 20,000 templates and then, you know, over 5,000 templates across our social categories. Mm. Um, but really speciality on Grand Crowd and our focus is on entrepreneurs and small businesses so that we're really deep there and in particular on logos and business cards. And it's really the size of the library there that gives customers who choose to come to Brand Crowd a lot more choice than going elsewhere. But because all those designs are unique on our platform, we believe customers can get a higher quality and more unique design by using Brand Crowd than mm -hmm. some of the competitors who are often using, you know, common API libraries uh, like mm -hmm project. Yeah, makes sense. It's, it sounds as though, yeah, it's quite a, a pool of resources that you've got there. Um, moving on to the economics of the business, how should we think about, you know, what is the biggest cost that you've got today? Yeah, so we invest pretty heavily in engineering. You know, we recently, late last year, we raised some additional capital. We've been able to use that to grow our engineering team. So we do all our product and engineering out of Sydney. So from a staff perspective, that's definitely our biggest cost. And then, you know, we invest acquiring new customers and you know there's a cost to that you know and that's primarily you know cost of marketing in acquiring customers so um, our two biggest costs and how do you expect that to trend over time do you find for example are you seeing that some of your customers that were there do they do repeat purchases that at the end of the day you're kind of monetizing some of that right. sales and marketing over time that that should come down yeah well both of those costs yeah, would come down as a percentage of revenue over time, particularly with our new product, Brand Crowd, where, you know, had a subscription offering. We launched Brand Crowd's DIY design tool about three years. Our subscription offering, we launched in March 2019. So it's just yeah. over two years old. And yeah, the subscription offering about 40, over 40%, it's trending up towards 50% of our customers are signing up for a subscription. So all those customers who are signing up for a subscription are signing up for, to have a recurring component. And so, yeah, over half our revenue on Brand Crowd today is subscription revenue. Our SaaS billing in this financial year will be over 200% up on the prior uh, financial year. So we're seeing really, really fast growth with our SaaS revenues. And mm. over time, we expect our SaaS revenues to be primary source of revenue. And over time, we will basically transform from being historically a, primarily a marketplace business to mm. a SaaS business. And yeah, with that will come a lot 
more recurring revenues than we've seen historically on Design Crowd and a lot more subscription revenue. And maybe talking about some of your funding, uh, if you want to go into a bit more detail about how have you funded the business and, and where have the funds that you've raised gone? Yeah, sure. So we've had sort of a few different phases of funding. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Two years of the business, I'd call it bootstrapped. So I funded yep. credit cards and loans from <laughs> family. In 2009, we raised a seed round from four angel investors, all Australian. That was $300,000. And then in 2011, we raised our first venture round. Uh, so we took $3 million from uh, Series A from Starfish Ventures. In between 2011 and 2015, we raised some more capital. Starfish led a Series A1, another three mil, and then Airtree Ventures led a Series B in 2015, that was 6 million. So we raised about 10 million from Aussie venture firms. And then we announced earlier this year that we had raised uh, $10 million. I think in Jan or Feb, we announced that from five uh, Australian pre-IPO investors. So that, that capital across that time has really been rocket fuel for the business to help mm-hmm. it, you know, a little Aussie startup <laughs> scale internationally and and launch new products like brand crowd along the way the more recent capital that we've raised we're investing it in, in a few areas so one is our engineering team so i mentioned that we've grown that team since we've raised that capital maybe by 50 percent. And, and what that's allowing us to do is accelerate the development of new products that are subscription in nature and that are, sit on brand crowd and you know, one of those products I mentioned earlier is our business card maker on brand crowd. So that's a newer product. A second area that we're investing in is the library on brand crowd. So already that's really been our secret source for the last couple of years on brand crowd, but, but we're planning to kind of double down in mm-hmm. that area and, you know, consolidate our position as we think having, you know, the best logo library and and we want to replicate that in other areas like business cards. So that's the second area uh, we've been investing. And the, the third is essentially, you know, marketing experiments and channels where we're wanting to expand beyond the channels where we've had great success. So for example, I think I mentioned Instagram advertising before. That's a new channel for us. We started experimenting with that a few months ago and that appears to be scaling pretty well. Yeah, having you know fresh capital is, is helpful for running those experiments because they're not always you know profitable in the first few months. And you know, in the case of podcast, mm-hmm. we've seen that a podcast advertising can take nine months to see you know the all the customers, the new customers that a particular ep- sponsoring a particular episode, for example, will deliver. Yeah, sounds like an exciting pathway for growth. I'm curious, looking forward, how do we think about the profile? Uh, is it more global expansion, perhaps moving into other verticals? You saw the opportunity with Brand Crowd. How are you thinking about that? Yeah, sure. So we will say a heap of just organic growth from our subscription offering. I mentioned mm-hmm. that this year billings have grown 200% year on year. That's a mixture of recurring revenues growing naturally, but also us scaling customer acquisition. We can see from our cohorts, if you will, that we're going to see really good growth next year. We, for example, have been the last six months to transition a lot of customers from a monthly plan to an annual plan. That's really going to 
pay dividends year. So not just next year, but in the coming years, SaaS is just going to be like one theme for us. In addition to that, yeah, global expansion is an opportunity for us. And in particular, like brand crowd at the moment is, is English only. We see a lot of demand for our sort of service in other languages. So we see opportunity to uh, leverage the, the library and the, that we've built and the tools that we have uh, in other markets and other languages. New channels, I mentioned we're experimenting there. So yeah, we'll continue to be pursuing new channels and we think there's a good uh, growth opportunity there. But new products is probably one of the most important ones. And that's why we've been growing our engineering team quite heavily in the last few months. Having a bigger engineering team lets us run faster at things like launching the site in other languages, but it also helps us develop new products. And those new products mean that we can acquire customers that are looking for different things like business cards or something else, but also add new features to our subscription offering, which should lower mm-hmm. churn, increase lifetime value. One of the features we're looking at launching soon, we're calling it Bring Your Own Logo, BYO Logo, which <laughs> allow our customers that have a business that is established that already have a logo to upload that logo onto brand crowd and then have it cascade through all our product offerings and that feature will open up brand crowd to a whole different segment for us which are existing businesses and, and potentially larger businesses as well interesting and my last question is just around thinking about your your future growth how do you think about and where MA falls within that strategy yeah well we've historically we've made a few small i guess asset acquisitions we've mm-hmm. made over the last 10 years and so some of them have been pretty successful for us we can so we think that that is an option for us going forward we don't have any uh, current inorganic growth plan that we're pursuing if we were to list you know ipo in australia that would certainly be something we'd look at more closely because we'd have more firepower to pursue that strategy seriously but broadly it's a pretty fragmented market there'd be a number of reasons why m&a could make sense for us but it's not something we're actively pursuing right now but if we were to list that might change well, thank you, Alec Lynch from Design Crowd, maybe called Brand Crowd in the future. Who knows? <laughs> we really appreciate your time. That was super insightful. And we look forward to circling around again in a couple of months to see how the business is going. Thanks, Elise. Thanks for having me. Thanks for everyone on the line, too. Cheers.